Hello, welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Dependent Developers Podcast. Live at large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. And today, we'll be talking about seven senses in software development. And I want to start out by saying that I, was, I have a long drive ahead of me, and I had this idea, and I said, you know what, I'm going to do the responsible thing. And I used a tech stop. I promise. I really, really did. I even did it when I, you know, started the recording and then just kind of drove off. So be safe out there. Use tech stops. They're there for your convenience. You may hear the audio is a little different. I'm not sitting in front of my professional microphone. I am actually in a car. So this episode is a little bit different. We're going to talk, you know, with uh, Bobby Driver. That's what people at Shrive refer to me as whenever I had to take a meeting in a car. And I was curious to talk about the senses, the human senses that we know. I do want to start out as I was driving. You know, I have a long trip ahead of me. I can explain that a little later. And I realized that not everyone would relate to this particular episode because, you know, there are people who are not able to, you know, see or hear. And I have not had the opportunity to work with someone who does not have all their senses. And if you are a person who listens to the rabbit hole and, you know, is unable to see or unable to hear, I would love to interview you just to get more context and get that opportunity to learn what it's like to work with uh, fellow human beings. I'm sure you still contribute amazing to your teams and to your community and the development space that you're in. So I, this is like a, you know, a shout out of me trying to get an interview with someone who can, you know, help me understand how work is done. There are two things that inspire this particular topic. One, I have a really long drive. Some of you may know, I actually sleep with a CPAP machine. And the only place, facility where I can go and pick one up is very far away from me. So with that in mind, I just missed my exit. That's one thing. The second thing has to do with the fact that my son is someone who is in special education right now. He takes both speech and occupational therapy. So he has, they have devised a sensory diet for him, which I think is pretty cool. It's really, really interesting for kids, at least, you know, his sensory diet has to do with, you know, brushing his arms brushing his legs, brushing his back a little. Then they move on towards doing a kid burrito where he lies down on a yoga mat and they roll him up. And it kind of inspired me to think about what are some of the things that I do that I may not realize is part of my sensory diet. And one thing I challenge y'all to do is also look at your habits and see if you also have a sensory diet in place that you may not have realized you had. You know, let's start with the five senses that we might know. Let's start with the eyes. I know there's like that famous quote where it's like, for 20 seconds, look 20 feet away. Yeah, I think it's something like that. It's like 20, 20, 20. Let me see if I can think of it again. Give me one second. Got it. For every 20 minutes, look at something 20 feet away for 20 seconds. And I imagine this kind of gives people, you know, a 
break from their eyes, especially if they're looking at their screen so much. And, you know, I'm sure the terminal isn't friendly to the eyes. And this is like one of the breaks that I find myself taking. I have a window that just looks out to trees, so I can't really see anything. So sometimes I try to like really analyze like, oh, do I see a bird or do I see a squirrel or something like that, which I think is really, really interesting. I'm not sure if there are other sensory-related things that one can do. Maybe if you look at one of those images that look like they're moving when they're not, I'm sure those are always pretty fun to look at at the time. In terms of feeling, I'm sure a lot of developers, you know, that, you know, you got to click on that mechanical keyboard and you have to hear that sound to know that, like, you know, you press a semicolon and it's loud enough, it's going to work this time. I know a lot of different tactile techniques, such as I use a Rubik's Cube sometimes. I've seen people use the fidget cube. And I imagine that there are other folks who have other kinds of fidget toys that will allow them to, you know, satisfy the urge to touch something. My son currently plays with uh, putty, and there's different textures that are like really soft or really hard. And one of the things they have him do is they put little diamonds in it and then they actually like pick it up. He has to like dig through the putty and separate it, find a diamond, clean it up and then put it in a pile, which I think is pretty dope because you have to like, you know, use your fingertips to kind of sift through things. I've heard other people use like a medicine ball or, you know, there's therapy putty or moon sand or stuff like that, which is really cool. I imagine... You know, I wouldn't expect people to get, like, a bowl of rice or, like, a bowl of dried beans to play because I imagine the rice would get into the keyboard, so you kind of don't want to do that. In terms of hearing, again, I mentioned earlier in life, clicking the keyboard. Man, sometimes there's just something satisfying about clicking that keyboard to know that you are getting the work done. I imagine that is one of the many ways that people satisfy that need and don't realize. Another pretty popular is... Listening to music, you know, having your ears covered and just kind of focusing in on the music that you want to hear. We have a podcast episode on a particular playlist that we use for that. And even for me, oftentimes when I'm not working, I feel like I have to listen to something. There's always an opportunity to learn. So if there's a podcast that I listen to or just some music that I want to finish getting through, that definitely helps me out and satisfies the urge to kind of hear those things. Taste. How do we do taste and programming? I mean, there's a lot of snacks. That's a thing that we like to do, right? Snacks is is a good thing to be eating all the time. People love snacks. And if you were working in an office at one point, you may remember that there was a time that that was filled with snacks. Now you kind of have to supply them. Some companies will give you a budget so you can have snacks in your house. You know, it could be, you may not realize this, but, you know, crunchy snack might be what you're currently craving at that time. So then you want to eat something crunchy or something soft. I've learned that, you know, like when we want to calm my son down, you know, you could give him something chewy, like a bagel. And the effort of having to chew a bagel is something that can actually help your senses calm down just a little, which I think is really, really interesting. Is there no... I don't know if we smell anything as software developers bugs. Who knows? I don't. But I do think that 
I'm sure that the smell of coffee comes into play. Like you want to smell coffee, you want to drink coffee, that kind of stuff. And that is definitely something that I remember and that I still do. Uh, I picked up the habit of drinking coffee. And that is something that I, you know, I continuously smell when I make it. The other two senses, well, I just learned there was an eighth one. But the other two senses, I'll try to pronounce this. I'm no doctor or scientist. There is the vestibular sense. And what is the vestibular sense? The vestibular sense is your body knowing where it is at a point in time. I know there's quite a few software developers that enjoy running. I don't understand how someone can put their body through, say, you know, the New York Marathon, 23 plus miles. What are you running from? That's what I want to know. But seriously, the idea of you moving at a particular pace will trigger your vestibular sense. I think the idea, my son likes to run and sometimes he'll just sprint out of nowhere. And I think I've seen it, it happened, true story, Dominican Republic, we were at a wedding, it was a big hall, they were only using half of it. He would not get tired or anything. It was past his bedtime and, you know, he just got up and started running back and forth for like 10 minutes. And in the middle of the party, he passed out. And I take that as him trying to, you know, get through to that sense and try to satisfy the feeling of, you know, moving fast, that feeling of like skydiving or roller coasters, that kind of sense gets, you know, it's scratched when you go running. And I know a lot of software developers do that. The next one is the proprioception, I think it's called. The only way I can describe this one I've seen my son do in real time is to know how to use your body and what strength matches with what. So the example I like to give to folks is, you know, you ever picked up a carton of milk that you thought was full that was actually empty and you kind of just like toss it up by accident. You know, and then after that, you realize like, oh, I don't need to put as much strength. Let me pick it up like normally and pour it in. My son the other day, you know, has applesauce from a pouch. But when I gave him a Capri Sun, he saw this pouch that was there and thought it would require the same strength. Lo and behold, he spilled Capri Sun on himself. And he learned, hey, I don't need to squeeze this as much. Those senses, again, I think it may have to do, we could go back to that mechanical keyboard of like, you know, how much effort should I be pushing down to make sure that the action is triggered? Or, you know, I don't have a mechanical keyboard. I'm sorry, I'm not a real developer. But the idea that you, I know that there's like a soft touch versus a deeper touch, a loud click, soft, that kind of thing. I imagine that you kind of scratch that surface with the equipment that you have. Maybe the sensitivity of your mouse is probably something that you may not have considered. How soft or how difficult it is you have to click the mouse is probably something as well. When you hold a key in the terminal, does it print out a lot of characters at once or do you have to wait a while? Like these are some of the things I imagine in the proprioception realm. And I think the last one, the one I just learned when I went to a tech stop, was the enteroception. And I think that has to do with your internal organs and whether your organs are operating properly, communicating properly. I think the best way to do this as a software developer is to be healthy, to check in on yourself, go to your doctor if you have the insurance, that kind of thing.
I love to know whether you like the content of Bobby Driver and whether this was fun. Because I definitely had this thought and figured, hey, this could be a podcast episode on how we, you know, do our jobs and our senses. And it's something that I learned, thought was crazy. It was, you know, mind-boggling to know that there are more than five senses. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.